Welcome to Season 3, Episode 1 of As You Go, a podcast meant to encourage and disciple women who are daily trying to follow Jesus by balancing all of the things in their lives like work, family, friendships, mental and physical health, and so much more. I'm Kathy Coon, the Counseling Director here at Rolling Hills, and I'm so excited to share with you that we have a new co-host, Miranda Cokes, who is our Women's Director. Hey! <laughs> Miranda, uh, thank you so much for jumping in this season. You are going to learn so much about her just in our conversations as we go throughout the different episodes, but she was actually a guest on Season 2, and so if you would like to hear more about her story and her journey, we encourage you to go back to Season 2 and take a listen. So this morning is is incredibly special um, for two different reasons. The first one is we have a live audience. So there is an amazing group of women out here who have gathered together to study the Bible together for encouragement and to to build community. Um, And so if you are not involved in a women's group, we would highly recommend that you do so. If you're part of Rolling Hills, reach out to us and we can share what options might be available. The second reason that this morning is so special is that we are joined by Kelly Mentor. Kelly, we're so glad you're here. Kelly is an author. Um, she's a speaker. She's a musician, which many people might not know. Um, and, and most importantly, she is just a dear friend to us and to so many of you who are listening today. So Kelly, will you start us off by just sharing a little bit about who you are? Yes. Well, it is great to be here with you all and um, those who are listening. And uh, yeah, so I am single. I do not have any children. So that's always just something to just get out there on the table that I'm single because people are always intrigued by that years down the road. I don't know why. And then um, I grew up in the Northern Virginia area right outside of Washington, D.C. My parents started a church there the year before I was born. And they were there for 47 years, something like that. And so I had a wonderful heritage there. I left Northern Virginia when I was 25 and I moved to Nashville, Tennessee to, I always say, um, I signed a record deal and I moved here to be rich and famous all for the glory of God. So um, that did not go as planned, but I did spend about eight years in the music business and a few different record companies and that kind of thing and toured a lot and wrote songs and um, had a hard time, but also had some really great experiences as well. And that turned into me uh, writing a book and then Bible studies and then teaching the Bible. And I have been here for a number of years in Nashville now, and I love it. I love the community that I've made. I love my church, love being at Rolling Hills and love being part of the local body here. Um, I'm also in seminary right now. So Kathy, you understand that firsthand. And I am just happy to be with real people this morning versus theology books, which I was in this morning. So this is wonderful. Yeah, today. Oh, I'm definitely keeping it real here. So (laughs) (laughs) That's great. Me too. Um, So Kelly, The last few years have been interesting, (laughs) to say the least. What would you say you are celebrating, and then what is the most challenging in this season that we're in right now? Yes, I loved seeing that question because, yes, the last few years have been challenging for all of us. And if your journey was anything like mine during the pandemic, it was sort of like the first year 
we were just dealing with living in it. And then the second year, we were kind of waking up to the fallout of it and our response to it. And then I feel like it's this year, we're all kind of settling into whatever just happened and whatever the and whatever life is looking like forward for us. And so for me, um, obviously there was so much loss and so much hardship for so much of the world. And, and I never ever want to um, be in any way callous toward that. And at the same time, I think that all of us would probably agree that there were some positive elements to having to stop and having to slow down. Uh, even uh, when some of the things that we loved, maybe some of our work that went away, but God was able to fill those spaces in a new way. And so I would say that right now, one of the things I'm celebrating going into the fall is peace. And that was the word, when I saw that word celebration, that was the word that quickly came to mind because I am not as hurried as I was a few years ago. And I'm very grateful for that. I think I thought that I had to live as busy and as crazy as I was. And I don't know, if, for those of you listening, if, if when you were going through that pandemic, if you thought, okay, I am not going to go back to how life was before. But then as soon as everything started opening back up and travel opened back up and restaurants opened back up, we went right back to how things were before. But for me, so much of my work changed because I got a break from travel and I realized that I really couldn't go back to travel the way it was before because it just wasn't uh, good for me. So I'm still traveling. I'm still going. I just got back from being out of the country a couple days ago. I'm headed to North Carolina and then Atlanta this weekend. And so we're still doing those things, but there's just more peace. And I think a lot of that has to do with a change of pace, but also what the Lord showed me about myself in that time of slowing down. And, and so I'm, I'm really thankful for that and thankful to be part of the local body, to be teaching a Bible study this fall um, and, it, you know, it, at our Nashville campus and just exciting things like that. Absolutely. Um, so I cannot wait for our ladies to dig into your study, Encountering God, and it's based on the spiritual disciplines. Can you give us some insight um, into what went into the preparation and writing of, of your Encountering God study? Yes. So I guess I want to ask, first of all, like, does anybody get nervous about jumping into a Bible study that has the word disciplines in it? You know, because we all, just that word, we think, oh my goodness, I already have so much going on and I don't want to jump to, to uh, skip ahead to future questions, but I know that can be intimidating and it was no less intimidating to actually write a Bible study on it because then I felt like, well, I have to really understand these things for myself and be doing these things. I mean, I can't be a complete fraud and write a Bible study on stuff I'm not actually doing. But what I think was helpful for me for this Bible study was that instead of taking a purely how-to approach on the disciplines, like how do we do the disciplines, I really tried to go to scripture and trace the spiritual disciplines through the scriptures because I thought maybe, at least for me, if I had a better understanding of why the spiritual disciplines and how we can even trace them through, through scripture, that maybe that would encourage me to actually implement the disciplines because I think sometimes we get the how to do them, but if we don't know why we're doing them, then the how-to becomes not as 
inspirational or impacting. So that was one thing is I got to trace these disciplines, not just through church history, but really all the way back, some of them as early as back into the book of Genesis. And uh, then of course, into like Deuteronomy, where you really get God's word coming forth and the, the mention of of the study of his law and of his word. And, and then things like scripture meditation and reflection, um, solitude, simplicity, seeing how Jesus practiced uh, some of these. And then you get into the New Testament epistles and you get into the corporate worship and, and the corporate disciplines. So it was a big, it was a big challenge for me. Um, it, I actually, this is one of those Bible studies that I actually didn't choose the topic uh, Lifeway, who I've been working with for 16 years now, I think. They're my publisher. Normally, I will go to them with an idea and say, I really want to write on this, and we'll talk about it. But for this one, they actually, the uh, vice president at the time, or one of the vice presidents at the time, took me for coffee and said, okay, we have been getting a lot of requests from women around the country for a Bible study on the spiritual disciplines. Would you be interested in writing that? And that was different for me because it wasn't like I woke up and thought, you know what, I want to write on the spiritual disciplines. But the fact that I knew that people wanted it and that were curious about it and wanted to study on it, that there was a need there. And I thought, yeah, no, the, these, these disciplines have been introduced to me at a young age through my upbringing in the church, even if I didn't even recognize or call it a discipline. I realized that I had been trained in these ways of life and these patterns and that they had made a huge difference in my own life, that they were radically impacting. And so that's how it kind of came to be and, and how I approached it. And one thing that I really appreciate about it is a lot of times we are taught, oh, these are just the things you're supposed to do. I'm supposed to study my Bible and I'm supposed to pray. I'm supposed to serve. And so although we know that it, I mean, I know that it's in God's word, but just to have it all sort of put together and it, it just adds a whole nother layer of meaning behind why we do those things. So Kelly, how has this study become personal to you? Is there a, is there a certain discipline or disciplines that God is really, he's just growing you in this particular area? Yes. And I'm so glad you, you asked that because I'll just say at the very top, like, I think, I can't remember, I think there might be 14 or 15 or 16 disciplines. I can't remember how many we treat in the study. First of all, we're not going to be good at all of them. And we're not going to practice all of them all at the same time. You know, it's like, it's like anything in life. You know, you can't do all the things. You can't be on a diet and be exercising and be in Bible study and be going to school and be a good parent and be a good friend and open up a restaurant all at the same time, right? You can't, you can't do them all at the same time. And so the same thing with the spiritual disciplines. So just to kind of take that off of your, you know, mind that just go in not feeling like, oh my goodness, I have to juggle all of these at the same time. So when I was praying for our time this morning, I was praying that God would allow us to get through this study and really come out on the other side with one or two disciplines that we've really added to our, our regimen for, for life and that we would be exposed to the rest so that when those opportunity for those other ones uh, arise, we'll be able to recognize them and engage them. So to answer your question, 
one of the disciplines that I came away with as a result of this study or since the end of writing this study was the discipline of prayer. That has always been my biggest struggle because I like reading scripture. I like reflecting on scripture. I like the outward disciplines of service and, you know, all, uh, I, I even enjoy solitude. So there's a lot of them that come naturally to me, but prayer was always difficult. But I got a prayer book actually that my parents introduced me to, and it is called Face to Face by Ken Boa. And all it is, is scripture, not all it is, but it is simply uh, scripture that you pray through each day. But that has helped me, it might not be the thing for everyone, but it has helped me stay on a mostly daily, maybe not every single day, but, but um, it has kept me on a good prayer rhythm. And that is something that I've been growing in. And I'm happy to actually say that it has made a real difference in my, my prayer life and that prayer is now a discipline that I feel like I'm proactively engaging in that's, that's primary for me. And so I'm excited about that. And I think, so that's why I was praying this morning for you all that we, we get to the end of this and go, okay, worship is now one of my disciplines that I'm regularly engaged in or service or um, solitude or whatever it might be, but that we pick up one or two at the end of the study. I, lo- I love that. So you mentioned earlier, and you and I have talked about this before, there's probably multiple ways that we can categorize the spiritual disciplines. But when we think of the spiritual disciplines as maybe inward and outward, or maybe some might say personal and corporate, however we want to kind of categorize those, what's the significance or the importance of each of those categories? Yeah, I think it's, I think it's really important that we are cognizant of the inward and the outward or the personal and the corporate, because here's what's going to happen and you all will talk about this in your groups, but the extroverts are going to say, well, I just can't really do the personal quiet disciplines because I'm an extrovert, you know, or I'm a seven on the Enneagram. Don't you know, you know, this, I like people. I like to be around people. That's my thing. I, I can't be by myself. And then the, the, uh, uh, introverts are going to say, well, I really like solitude and I like just the personal time with the Lord and I like my personal prayer time and I just don't really do corporate Bible study or Sunday mornings or hospitality because that because I'm an introvert, right? And the, the thing here is that we are called to both and that each one fuels the other. And that is something that has been so helpful for me. So For instance, like this morning, I knew I was going to have a busy day here, and I have two other things where I'm with people kind of all day today. So I knew that I needed the personal discipline of Bible study and prayer and quiet this morning so that I could be filled up so that when I am with others that I have something to give, that I've already been in the presence of the Lord. But the reverse is true as well for me because I spend a lot of time by myself thinking you know, studying. And so I need to be around people. I need to be serving with people so that that time can be meaningful. And, and so it's really important that these, that these fuel one another. And I find out, and this will not be a surprise to any of you, but I'm a better friend. I'm a better daughter. I'm a better sibling. I'm a better aunt when I have had that time with the Lord and then vice versa. When I have served, when I've been with people, it makes that time with the Lord that much more meaningful. So they, 
they feed one another and we really do need to engage in both. We can't just say, well, this is my personality. So I only do these disciplines. So I know as I'm, I'm listening to you talk and I'm sure many women will feel this way. My thought is, how am I going to add anything else to my plate? Um, so as we're, as we're talking about the spiritual disciplines, what, do you have any practical ways that, that we as women can make time for those? Yes. Okay, so I know that this is a legitimate question because I know that there are people out here today that are single moms and you're working and you're trying to, um, you know, uh, finance the the house, pay for kids' meals, and it is so busy. I know that there are those of you who you might not be single, but you're working and you're taking care of kids and you're running to sporting events. And uh, you might be single and super busy because you don't have a husband and you're not sharing the load of the finances or whatever it might be. So I understand busyness. We are in a super crazy busy culture. I think the uh, United States of America is one of the busiest and puts a lot of emphasis on that productivity and activity. So I really do understand that at a baseline. But I also want to say that if your plate is so full and you do not have time for time with the Lord, time in his word, time in prayer, time for church, time for fellowshipping, then some things have to move off the plate, right? We Just like we would never say to somebody, like if Kathy came in today and said, Kelly, I'm so busy that I cannot eat and I cannot even sleep and I can't take care of myself, I would say, well, Kathy, we have a problem. Like you, have, we've got to move some things around because you have to eat, you have to sleep, you have to have time with your friends, right? We, would, we wouldn't compromise on those things. And yet it seems like the spiritual disciplines become like condiments like accessories when they really need to be some of the main things on the plate. So that's the first thing I would say. But the second thing I would say about the disciplines is that they help organize and bring meaning to whatever is on our plates. And when we are actively in communion with the Lord, I, I really do believe that he begins to weed things out and go, okay, this is really important and you need to keep this on the plate. But these things, maybe we don't remove them completely off of our plate, but we have less of a portion. Maybe sports don't need to be taking up half the plate. You know, maybe our job doesn't need to be taking up three-fourths of the plate. It doesn't, they don't get removed altogether, but we, they prioritize. So you think about in um, Jesus' Sermon on the Mount, in chapter six, where he says, seek first the kingdom, seek first his righteousness, and all these other things are going to be added. And so it's a lot, the disciplines are about priority, and really they are about freeing us up. And I want you to hear that word freedom. The disciplines, as you go through this study, this is not to put a noose around your neck. It is not to add more of a burden to your day. When Think about what Jesus says. I think it's in Matthew chapter 11 where he says, come to me all you who are weary and heavy laden and I will give you rest. The disciplines are to aid us in coming to Jesus and finding his yoke that is easy and that is light and that we should not be running around with our heads chopped off. And listen, I am the chief person who runs around like a chicken with her head chopped off. But I have learned over the years and even just in recent years that abiding in Christ and abiding in some of these disciplines 
breathes peace into our lives and helps us prioritize. It really should free us. It really should free us up. And so that's what I'm hoping for that. Don't think about, I don't have time to add these. Don't just take that whole um, image out of your head and think, okay, no, I'm gonna, add, I'm gonna put some of these disciplines on the plate and then I'm gonna let the Lord free up what's on my plate and what's on my schedule. So that's what we want. Yeah, it's not about adding. It's a, it's a complete reorganization. I love that. That just completely reframed it for me. So thank you. Um, so as we are going into this season, and uh, I'm just so excited for our women to do the Encountering God study. Uh, one thing here at Rolling Hills that we have is just a, a goal for our women is that we grow to be more like Jesus every day. And I know this is going to um, just really help with that. Um, but do you have in, in any specific a challenge for our women as we get ready to embark on this journey together? Yeah, I would say just to like what you already kind of said, um, Miranda, that you would just stay the course with it. There's going, there are going to be weeks, you know, when Miranda said, if you don't get every box checked, and I was sitting back there with Jeff and Kathy, and I said, no, they need to check every single box. They need, but every blank, no, but, but Miranda's right. Like, just there are going to be those times where you're going to be a little bit behind or you're going to miss a day or you're going to be late and you're going to feel disheveled and crazy and oh should I even come because I only did half the homework or I did none of the homework or I had a crazy week with my family or at my work just stay just stay the course for the next eight weeks I one of my friends has a peloton and since COVID, I've, I go about every other day and I get on her Peloton. And one of the things that the instructor will say is, listen, if you can't go as fast or if you can't have as much resistance or whatever, just keep turning the pedals. Like just keep pedaling, just keep turning the pedals over and over, no matter how fast or how hard it is. And that's, that's such a good thing. And I just wanna say that to you all today, just turn the pedals as you go. And yes, push yourself as you can. I mean, really make time, make a commitment. But if you can just be consistent, some days you're going to really kill it. Some days are going to be really much a struggle and it's going to feel like it's kind of killing you. But be here and, and lean into the community and, and offer it as an offering to the Lord. I mean, he is a good father and he wants us to grow in these disciplines because it is in growing, that we are going to be more like Christ, and that we are going to get to know him more deeply. And, and so just, just stay with it. Just commit today that you're going to be here in eight weeks, um, however that, that looks. So that would be my encouragement. Love it. Love it. Kelly, um, as we wrap up, we want to hear what's, what's next for you? What's going on in Kelly Mentor's world? Well, I'm excited because I'm going to be teaching um, a different Bible study, uh, kind of live in person. And I'm so excited about that because one of my hearts has been local ministry for a long time. But because of the travel and writing and school and different things, I haven't been able to do that. So I'm going to be teaching a study on Jesus' Sermon on the Mount. That will be eight weeks. So I'm really excited about that. 
Um, so while I'm doing that live at the Nashville campus, there will be people doing the video here. And I think personally that is way too much of me, way, way too much of me across the campuses. So I don't want you guys to be sick of me, but I'm excited to be able to be in person and just be live with people because I think local ministry is so important. And I think we need to be growing with our own people. And so I'm excited to do that. So that's one thing that's really big. If you think about praying for me, I haven't done that in a, in a while. So I'm excited about that. I'm also going to be traveling some this fall, just speaking at different churches and different events. And that's always a great, great thing for me. Um, I just got back two days ago from a trip with Justice and Mercy International, doing some exploratory work in Europe. So I'm excited about what God might be doing there and how he's going to open doors and help us further our ministry in Moldova and perhaps beyond. And I'm trying to think what else. I'm just excited to be an aunt this fall too. I've got a nephew and two nieces that live three miles down the road. So I'm ready for some baseball games and having them over for football and my parents and all of that. So I'm excited for some family time because a lot of the time in the fall over the years, I've been gone so much and there's a lot of weekends that I'm, that I'm here and that I get to just have people over or that I get to go, you know, sit at Kathy's house and have her and Scott cook for me. I'm all about that too. So, so it, I'm, I would say those are some of the things that, that are next that I'm, really excited about, and also starting perhaps another Bible study that I'll look forward to talking about um, soon, because I think I've landed on something. So yeah, I'm excited about that. We can't wait. We cannot (laughs) wait. Uh, So Kelly, we have uh, women that are joining us in person to do the Encountering God study. We have 40-some ladies that are participating online, um, as well as just women listening to this podcast Would you mind just saying a prayer of encouragement and just as each woman is thinking about what their next step in their faith would be? I would love to do that. Heavenly Father, we thank you that you are a good father and that you have spread a table for us over the next eight weeks, Lord, to spend time with you, God, to hear you speak to our hearts, Lord, you personally know us in a way more intimately than we even know ourselves. And so, Lord, we look forward to being in your presence through the the disciplines, Lord, of of solitude and of study, prayer and worship, scripture meditation. But, Lord, we also look forward to the relationships, God, that are going to be forged over the next eight weeks. And I pray that over all of the women who will be engaged in this study together. Lord, I thank you that you are a triune God, that you are in relationship, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And Lord, in much the same way, God, you have called us to be in relationship with you and also with one another. And so I thank you for these spiritual disciplines of service and of corporate worship and of corporate encouragement, hospitality, Uh, Lord, we look so forward to the friendships, um, the help, God, that we are going to have with one another. And I pray, Lord, even right now, Lord, I know that there are needs represented in in the room, Lord, where we are together and those who are who are streaming in or going doing this online, Lord, that there are so many needs. And Lord, would you help us as the body of Christ meet one another's needs? Lord, that is a 
that, that is one of the, the disciplines, Lord, of serving one another. And, and so, Lord, let us not feel alone. I pray that no one would feel alone going through this. But, Lord, that she would feel seen by you, known by you, and seen and known by those in our church community. Lord, I pray um, that as the Apostle Paul prayed in intercessory prayer for his brothers and sisters, Lord, I pray that you would do more than we could ask or imagine through this study, and we will give you all the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Kelly, thank you so much for sharing your heart and your time and encouragement with us, with our women today, those in our live audience and those who are listening um, online. Miranda, a gift to co-host with you this season. Um, Ladies, thank you so much for listening and being a part of this. We would love for you to subscribe to As You Go, wherever you listen to your podcasts and share with friends. Hope you have a great day. Thank you.